Hey, this is the return of We Called It. We were off last week. We are back to give you excellent picks and analysis on the upcoming week in the NFL. We are short-staffed this week. It is just Anthony and I, but that is good news for everyone because we are going to give a take on every game this week. Anthony, are you excited for this loaded show that will probably be shorter than any of the others? Oh, yeah. See, more more volumes of picks means... I'm closer to 50-50 right there, baby. That's good for me. So, I, I mean, if I go over this week, I I will be very upset. But that that will get your face deleted once more, and you will not. That would be, I would be like, Ken and Connor, you guys have to make the show. I will send you computers. Whatever's going on at home with these these errors, these uh laptop malfunctions they need to stop we need you back guys but... hop on hop on your cell phone you can use that come on it's the 21st century right right <laughs> all right so before we get started jj watt rookie card giveaway at 100 subscribers we are getting close please subscribe you can hear all of our analysis use it for you know fantasy football betting picks whatever you want to do with it it is all excellent information and you have the chance to win a jj watt rookie card what's better than that but you know you can put it up next to like mini helmets like i have or something anyways let's get to it uh we will start with games that we are more confident in and then at the end we will go through all the games that we don't have we we, will call them picks but we won't charge up uh charge each other for that and by that i mean we won't record it towards our season record so anthony you were telling me jets on monday night football against the chargers as uh home underdogs is your favorite pick of the week Prime time night. Everyone knows the Chargers stink in prime time. Jets are still trying to make that playoff push. I think they still believe with this defense they got. Brees Hall running the ball like an animal. Um, get. I mean, honestly, the dual threat of Brees Hall has just been awesome since he came back off injury. I think getting three at home at, at a prime time game. Robert Salah's been a great coach in primetime games. I seen, I feel like whenever he's in the spotlight, he shows up to play. He gets his team ready. Um, Chargers, this is just like a – it's one of those games where, you know, they're coming off a win, feeling good. Everyone's on the Chargers bandwagon again. And then Staley lets you down. This I just hope this is one of those games where they blow it and – it's another incrimination on Staley's firing. You know, it's it's one step closer to where we what we got with McDaniel's this week. Him out of out of the Raiders organization. Hopefully, it gets us one step closer in that Chargers organization. I don't prey on like a lot of people's downfall, but this guy, I don't know. Staley's just burned me one too many times. Whether it comes down to fantasy or picking games, I just. I feel like this team's potential is too good to lose to a Jets team. I think giving the Jets three, even if the Chargers win this game, they only win by a field goal, maybe a, a weird two-point, one-point game. Herbert's got to go down and win the game for him. I like the Jets, plus three at home. Yeah, um, kind of teased one day we were going to have our, a Festivus episode where we air our grievances with many of the NFL people. Connor needs to be here for that because he is the most vocal and uh, emotional about these things. So Brandon Staley, spoiler alert, will definitely be on that list to be screamed at and let he will be, it will be known how much he has disappointed us this year. Uh, 
you mentioned Josh, Josh McDaniels. So I'm going to go there and say, you know what? There's always a surprise when coaches get fired. Teams actually rebound really well because schemes are not usual players rally and you heard the passive aggressive nature between Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams when questioned about the offense. They're like, Oh, I don't know. That's not my job. I don't call plays and I can't say anything or I'm going to get in trouble. And now Josh McDaniels is gone. Thank goodness. That man is one of the worst, like the PFF pointed out that he has two of the 10 worst coaching stints in like the last 10 years. Like not only was he one of the, worst coaches for someone to ever have hired. He went and he did the exact same thing again. He demolishes offenses and brings in his guys and makes the offenses worse and then gets fired. It's remarkable how much that guy ruins teams. Now they're just saying, screw it. We're leaning into Aiden O'Connell and we're blowing up whatever the doo-doo was that Josh McDaniels left here. I expect Devontae Adams to have a big game. Now the Giants are on their third string quarterback and we saw them complete Like, I think they had 10 passing yards last week. I know the weather was a factor, but I also believe Max Crosby is going to get in there and be a problem. Uh, And I don't think the Giants are going to be able to throw the ball. I mean, they couldn't when they were healthy. They couldn't with Terod Taylor. And it's just going to be way worse now. So I think the Chargers absolutely can come out and have a rebound or, you know, do it for the skipper kind of coach uh, game and, you know, help Antonio Pierce prove that he might be a viable NFL coach one day. Chargers co- or the, the Raiders come out, get the W Devonte Adams, big game. Let's go Raiders. Right. Ra- yeah. Hammer that Devonte Adams, 80 plus yards. I'm feeling that uh, one, one other quick thing about the Raiders. Um, they are paying Josh McDaniels and um, what's his John name? Gruden. John Cruden. Still this year through this year, they're paying that man. That I, it's something like crazy. they have contracts for the next three years is what they're getting paid for. So just remember, if you want a state, a high paying job that, you know, <clears throat> is apparently very easy to get and will pay you from like for three years after you've been fired, call the Raiders. They are they're, actually looking for people. They're looking uh, the funny, for a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest take I saw was it's like, let's not be negative. Let's say the Raiders promoted internally rather than fired. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, all right, let's go on. What's your What's your next best pick? Um, let's see. What do I got? I gotta scroll. I gotta remember what I pick. Um, I'm on the Cincinnati bandwagon with the rest of you guys. I'm Would assuming... you say that you believe in Joe Burrow? Uh, I I believe in Joe Burrow. I've become a believer, in in games like this. I'm just more of a believer in Burrow than I am in Josh Allen right now. I just, it it feels like rookie, like second year Josh Allen all over again. We're getting just, just playoff Josh Allen. Like he's just choking games and like, it's not even just him. I don't blame a lot of it on him. It's definitely a lot of just the overall, the like, game management of the bills it's just i like mcdermott i think he's a good coach but at some point the questions have to be asked if like they make another playoff push and get bounced out in the afc championship or the you know divisional round you you gotta talk about firing him which sucks because he's such a good coach um but it's just it doesn't seem to be working out and sometimes change is good 
for for an organization. But I just I think Cincinnati's clicking on all cylinders again. That defense, it we see it every year. It gets better as the season goes on. They're at home, only minus one and a half against a pretty good Bills team. Um, I just feel like this has Joe Burrow winning by like a touchdown all over it or or a very close margin. But I think the the Bengals just own the Bills as of recently. They're going to pull away with that dub. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this pick. I absolutely believe in Joe Burrow. What they did last week is show, like, Joe Burrow finally looked healthy. He was moving really well. He took a couple shots, which, if there's anyone I wish would slide, it is him. But he always lowers his shoulders and gets hit. And it's like, dude, come on. That's not that's not your – Josh Allen can do that, not you. Uh, but after, he was feeding T. Higgins. He was feeding uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. It was just boom, 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 boom. Uh, they knew the pass rush was coming, so it was quick throws. And then even after they set up the quick throws, they had uh, the fake screen that led to a Jamar Chase touchdown late in the game to really separate and give them that two-score lead. So uh, we weren't here last week, and I told you I took the Bengals minus nine. That's how confident I was in them, and I was rewarded for it. So I'm going to stick with the Bengals, keep riding them. Minus one and a half, which is pretty much saying they're going to win. It's going to happen. And it's like you said. Bills are letdowns in big games, and the Bengals always show up for big games. I don't know how they do it, but they are definitely one of the best big game teams uh, in the NFL. Last year, I think um, they started out slow, about four and four, and then they went on a a crazy run where they won like six or seven straight games, and five or six of those opponents uh, were playoff teams. So didn't matter who was in their way; they just went right through them. So. I'm so excited to be able to bet Joe Burrow Sunday night football. If it wasn't so cold in Cincinnati, I would be at that game. Instead, I'm going to be warm on my couch and just enjoying it instead of sitting, you know, freezing my tush off. Uh, My next pick, it has got to be Seattle versus Baltimore. Now, I wanted Cleveland. I took Cleveland last week. It was plus four, so it pushed. But I am known for hating the Seahawks. I do not like them. I do not like them here or there. I'm Sam. I am all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, Geno Smith, I think is overrated. I think he let, he's just, he has a ton of weapons and it consistently is like, he has to put up a 250 yard game and barely win for us to say, you know, that that's exactly who, who he's supposed to be. The Ravens on the other hand, I feel like all they do is underachieve and win games. Last week against the Cardinals, underachieved and win games. Now, the Lions game was the one exception. But I still think they bounce back against a serious team. They show up. They're number one or number or like top three in both offense and defense because of how they just play a fast, erratic game and make everyone's life a nightmare. Seattle's defense isn't going to be able to stop this offense. They couldn't stop the fourth-string Browns last week. How are they going to stop the first-string Ravens? And then the Ravens' defense is very talented. It's going to be able to match up with the Seahawks at all levels. They have corners to you know go against DK Metcalf, title lock. It doesn't matter how many layers. They can match it. The one weak spot is their pass rush, but Seattle's offensive line isn't great at pass blocking. So it doesn't matter that that's a weak point. You get them for minus five and a half. I think that is absolutely, if it was six, I would say no. Five and a half, I'm very excited to take the Ravens and watch them start the downfall of the Seattle Seahawks. Cause the Seahawks have a tough stretch coming up. I think it's like multiple games against uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Eagles and stuff like that. So I'm so excited that it starts here 
the first of many losses to come for Seattle. Anthony, where do you where are you going next? Let's see. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go up to New England minus three and a half at home against the fire sale Washington Commanders. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Commanders absolutely unloaded the defensive front and. I think they're just calling it quits on this season. I wouldn't be surprised if Rivera is no longer the head coach after this season. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get rid of McLaurin too, but you gotta I guess you gotta salvage something. Um, and New England's playing a little bit better. They're they're hard to bet on, but Mac Jones seems like. Seems like he's starting to make his way back. And minus three and a half at home. Belichick, he wins these kind of games. Uh, I like them a lot in this game. I would almost take them to cover a, a touchdown against a, a team that just lost one of the best pass rushers in, in the NFL. That and guy, then their other really, really good pass rushers. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean... It, I don't know how they're going to be able to stop. Like this, this might be Ramadre Stevenson's game. He might actually have a huge game finally, but we'll we'll see what happens. I I I really like New England to kind of take control of this game, take an early lead, and really just never stop. Yeah. So the thing that blows my mind about Washington is they traded their edges. They didn't trade their interior defensive line. They traded the outside of it. The part that, like, everyone dies for and looks for is the part they gave away, even though they're really good players, and they kept their expensive middle section, which I just don't understand. It's like, why would you overpay for the less valuable thing and then give up what everyone wants? It's completely backwards to, like, I don't know, economics. But anyways, I, I just, I can't, believe in mac jones it's a personal bias but yeah no i i i'm not the biggest fan of mac jones but he is playing better we're seeing him actually complete, not blow games that much complete <laughs> passes which is crazy there not was just a really sixes. there was a really bad stretch there where i didn't think they were ever going to make it back that mac jones was done but belichick said you know what we're sticking with this guy because there's not a lot behind him that's very good and it panned out for now speaking about guys that aren't very good there's not much to replace them i am going with tampa bay as a road underdog against houston baker mayfield is the guy i was referencing and the bottom line is i i I bought into houston going into last week i was excited i thought houston versus carolina could be a potentially high scoring game and then they proved me wrong and that game was miserable to watch. The only reason Carolina won is because one of their receivers was smart enough to dodge a pass so that Adam Thielen behind him could catch it. It was remarkable just how ugly that game was, start to finish. And now I think Tampa Bay, they are a very, very average team. And the thing about Baker Mayfield is you can absolutely cause problems for him if your defensive front can make him uncomfortable. The Texans don't have a, they, 
they don't have a very good defense. They have a well-coached defense. Uh, they have a well-schemed defense. However, in terms of creating pressure on Baker Mayfield that just makes him uncomfortable, I uh, I don't think it's going to be there. I think if they create stuff, it's going to be off the blitz, and you can beat that with quick passes. That is Chris Godwin's specialty. So Baker Mayfield can just call hike, find Chris Godwin, chuck it to him real quick. Um, so I think the Buccaneers are absolutely going to continue to be a very, very average team and compete for the division title in their very, very average division. And by average, I mean all the teams at best are average. It's the worst division in the NFL. So Tampa Bay plus three. I think they got this. I am just, I believe in CJ Stroud long-term. I think he is a good quarterback. However, apparently there's growing pains because the Carolina defense ain't that good and it shut him down and and it did not look pretty. So let's go on now. That was a very weird one last week. I was highly disappointed in the CJ Stroud train. But I, I mean, also, it comes down to, like you said, growing pains. Houston, such a young team. They they can't be, like, Tampa Bay's got a lot of veterans. Like, they they win games like these. I could see them getting three points. I don't know. I, I Houston doesn't stand a chance in this one. <laughs> then pick it. Uh, anyways. Let's head over across the pond to Germany. Uh, Miami versus Kansas City in what might be the best game of the week. I am so excited. It is on. You get, you get, this is the best thing ever. It's on at 9.30 in the morning, and you get an extra hour of sleep because of daylight savings. This is the perfect time to have the Miami versus Kansas City game. Uh, so I'm so excited. Uh, why don't you go tell us why you have the over? Actually, it should uh, be pretty obvious <laughs> because yeah, it's it's in it's over there in Germany. You know they're gonna put on for the for the with, beer with the drinkers. Boston accent <laughs> for the yeah for the the for the beer drinkers. Uh, uh, it's and it's a late October fest, you know. But no, in all reality, this this should be a high scoring game. Kansas City coming off of a very ugly, ugly loss against the Broncos. They need to redeem themselves. We might see Taylor Swift in the stands in Germany. She might put a concert out. I don't know. I I don't have that information. But Travis Kelsey, expect him to have a huge game here. Expect the Chiefs to just absolutely put up points. And Miami, you know what they do. Tyreek Hill will be running all over the field. Revenge game. He always wants to do good against this team. I'm sure the Chiefs are going to, scheme against him a little bit better than most teams have but I still expect this Miami offense to absolutely go haywire 50 points I think it ends up being like the 52 to 58 range in this game um as a winner goes I didn't pick one but if I had to take one I do like Miami plus one and a half but we all know the the uh rumors and like the funny oh the Chiefs and the, the, the referees, you can't beat them. We might see the Zebras. They they let the Broncos take last week. They let Russ cook, but I think it's back on the Chiefs bandwagon. I don't know. I'm, I'm in between. I'm in between. That's why I hit the over. All right, so listen. I know the Chiefs are coming off a loss, and the Dolphins, listen to this, their strength of victory is uh, 28.3%, a.k.a. Their opponent's win percentage in games that they've won is uh, .283, which is like the teams are 2-7. and seven. 
It's absolutely abysmal. Uh, but let me tell you, I think they come out and they play to the Chiefs' weaknesses. So Kansas City, surprisingly, is not a team built to score fast. Now, they have Patrick Mahomes, and absolutely they have speed on the outside. But teams play them so like on a on such a coverage shell basis that they can't they just aren't allowed to score quickly. So they're going to be slowed down and they're going to have to play the methodical game that they've been playing all year. But Jalen Ramsey is back for the Dolphins. He had a solid showing in in his first week back and I think he is going to be on uh Travis Kelsey duty. I'm not saying he stops Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying he like even takes him completely out the game, but I think he makes enough plays that it sets Kansas City back. And the problem when you are forced to have those long sustaining drives is it, it's just harder to string together 10 good plays than it is to, you know, hit Tyree kill for one touchdown. And I believe what you're saying that, you know, they might be smarter and have be ready, more ready for the Tyree kill speed. But I also think Miami started to feed its off speed pitch last week. That's Jalen Waddle. He had a big 120 yard game, seven ish catches, and uh, he had the game clincher with that 30-yard touchdown when everyone was giving attention to Tyreek Hill. So I think Kansas City does exactly what you're saying. I think they try to take away the running game because the Dolphins' run game has been absolutely – it gashes people. Even if they don't do it all the time, they still are getting five five yards of carry. Uh, Mostert was insane to start the year. Now he's just really good. Jeff Wilson looked solid in his return. Uh, but I really think Jalen Waddle can be the difference maker here. And that is just because I don't think Kansas Kansas City is going to be focusing on Tyree Kill. And I don't think they have the remaining manpower to take him away. Everyone says Kansas City, it, they did so well in the draft uh, across the last few years. They hit on all these defensive players. Young defensive players against Jalen Waddle, an elite wide receiver. It's like at some point the talent mismatches just and, and athleticism mismatch is just going to show up. And I think this is it. This is... I've been banging on a big Jalen Waddle game for so long. Last week, he had a really, really good game, and I think he can do it one more time. Uh, I'm taking the underdog again, and the reason is, even if they lose, I got a point and a half to cover, and I could see this one being like 30-28 to 28, uh, because of a last-second score. Um, so I am happy to take the point and believe in Miami to turn around its luck against, you know, successful teams because that has not been its mo this far that far this season all right uh our last game we each have a pick on dallas versus philly the alleged game of the week per richard sherman he's hyping it up as everyone's waiting for this game tell you who isn't me i'll cover that in a minute you have the under though why are you taking the under well you kind of touched on it. it's like yeah it's gonna be a good game to watch but it's gonna be a defensive game it's a it's a rivalry both of these teams want to win that division. Philly's got the lead. It's at home. I I like Philly minus three, but it could go either way in my my opinion. I just don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think both of these teams know each other very well, and we've seen Dallas's offense be absolute trash when they play a good defense. Philly's defense is playing really, really well, and uh, that – that offense loves to run the ball. We know all about the Philly shove. It's one of the most devastating plays you have to go up against. Nobody knows how to stop it. And when when that play is happening on Philly's own like twenty yard line, they're just shoving to get a first down. 
and killing more clock. This this game's gonna be done before you know it. Like I can expect this to be a fast game. I think both teams want to run. Both teams want to kill the clock. Both teams don't want to let up that big play to AJ Brown or uh, CD Lamb on the other side. I I just don't see it being over 46 at all. Like I could see it being a 24. 10 Philly win or the other way around. Yeah, so I got Philly minus three, and here's why because I don't like Dallas. I don't think they're good at football. I think Dak Prescott's <laughs> overrated. It's very obvious. I've said it all the time. I don't think uh, CD Lamb is absolutely, he is a perfect <clears throat> Dallas Cowboy. He will go in and he will light up your garbage defense, get you 130 yards or whatever he did last week and a couple touchdowns and look like the superstar. But when the lights are the brightest, he disappears, and so does this offense. Now, you know who doesn't? A.J. Brown. The Eagles were being mopped by the Commanders last week, and he straight up said, no, I'm done with this. He had two straight-up Moss-level touchdowns where he went up, got the ball, and made the corner, who was in perfect defensive position, look like a high schooler trying to guard him. He he moved up in my in my like favorite receiver rankings, man. He, it is like he he's top two or three now, so I am so excited. I got a little helmet of him right up there, uh, the Tennessee one. Uh, so I think Philly comes out, and they just Jalen Hurts finally had a good passing game. AJ Brown showed he's unstoppable, and they still have Devonta Smith as a number two. So I think they just come out and they assert their dominance, and they put Dallas in their place. Philly minus three all the way. This is not the game of the week because it's not going to be a good game to watch. Sorry, Richard Sherman, you're wrong. You don't you don't think Dallas is gonna put up a fight, huh? I don't I think Dallas is gonna put up a fight the same way they did against San Fran. I think you're right about Dak Prescott not being the guy and McCarthy <laughs> maybe not being a good coach, but you can't put that on CeeDee Lamb, man. It's a, it's the same thing Devontae Adams is dealing with. It's all about the quarterback. You we haven't seen him with a good quarterback, so you don't know if he could it'd be good against the good team. You, know you know who I know doesn't need a good quarterback? Justin Jefferson. <laughs> what do you mean? Kirk Cousins. AJ, AJ you Brown. Can't say, you can't say Kirk Cousins hasn't been a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins has been a good quarterback, but I saw him last year where he just closed his eyes and he threw it generally towards Justin Jefferson. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't <laughs> hey, you? Hey, I'm just saying. You know, well, you know who doesn't do that? Dak Prescott. He doesn't close well, his eyes and just say, go get it, CD. <laughs> yeah, that's because he doesn't have the arm talent. Kirk Cousins at least has the arm talent, dude. Kirk Cousins, the arm talent to blindly chuck and duck. <laughs> you like that? I mean, come on. All right. All right, let's go through. We have five games that we didn't touch on, so we can go through these quickly. First one is Thursday night. And in classic Thursday night football fashion, the my, the motto should be, they play football too, because this game is absolutely nothing. Tennessee versus Pitt, minus two and a half uh, Pitt at home. 36 and a half total. Honestly, I like Tennessee as an underdog simply because this game is garbage and I want the points. Yeah, but two and a half is not enough. They just came off of a very lucky, lucky week. I like the Steelers because the Steelers are still in contention. I think they can cover minus two and a half at home. Tough place to play over at what once was Heinz Field. I won't call it the new name. It's kind of weird. Akshire, I think. I have no idea. Uh, I drove by it earlier this year. Uh, boo. Smelled bad the whole the whole time. Now, Pittsburgh, decent city, bad sports teams. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just like the Steelers minus two and a half. 
Um, they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. These the are not picks official. Just a reminder to everyone. Yeah, not my pick, but if I had to, if I had a gun to my head, I would take the Steelers minus two and a half. All right, let's go over. And we go from one garbage offensive performance to another. Green Bay versus the Rams. Uh, the Rams backup quarterback, I don't even know, versus J- Jordan Love, the backup quarterback of the Packers. It came out earlier that Matt LaFleur said he is not sure Jordan Love is the guy. And that's why with I, with these teams facing off, I am saying the under is the way to go. These guys, Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur, come from a very similar mindset where they are happy to run the ball 20 times for 40 yards as long as they are not down more than a touchdown. And neither of these teams are scoring. They're gonna, it's going to be awful to watch. It's going to be classic, you know, 1950s football. No one can throw, so they're just going to just sit and, like, be like a little kid with his action figures. They're just going to be smacking into each other. So there it is, under 38 and a half. That's my take. Yeah, I like that, too. If I, if I could tease it up to, like, 45 just to be safe, I would kind of what odds I'm getting but um yeah now seeing that it's in Green Bay too that's another good sign it's getting cold up here in the north and <laughs> Winter they don't is like here. to throw the ball as much in the north um when it gets cold so yeah I, the Rams on the road backup quarterback it, it sucks man because I'm a Cooper Cup guy I had him on a lot of teams it just sucks because that offense it's gonna stink now, man. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be as good, but yeah, under all the way. I like that pick. All right, so you can do this next one. Airy versus Cleveland. The Browns get the get the blessing of not facing former Browns starting quarterback Josh Dobbs. I think he started at least one game. Yeah, well, and it's not for the reason that I wanted it to be, for the reason that we traded back to get him. But um, <laughs> no, I. I kind of, I want to take the under at 37 and a half. They're talking about Watson playing. If Watson plays, hammer the under because he's <laughs> going to be horrible. Like there, there's something clearly wrong with him. And it's the same thing the Browns did with Baker where they're like, oh yeah, we got this injured quarterback. His shoulders hurt. You know, his throwing shoulder. He says he's okay, so you know what? He's got to be okay. If he says he's okay, he's, he's fine medically. He's medically cleared, whatever. If he's not throwing the ball good, don't throw him out there. Just, just that simple. Like Maybe he's just not a good quarterback. Even with Walker in there, you should be pretty okay with the under. Arizona, new quarterback, might not be that good. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's in Cleveland. Going to be cold this weekend. I like the under. Like a lot of running, because Cleveland needs to win this game. The defense has been dominant. It's been a little rough the last couple of weeks, but I think they'll get their bearings back at home. Uh, Miles Garrett, expect him to have a huge game. Defense got to show up, and they need a they need a win. So I expect it to be ground and pound, heavy defensive game from Cleveland. That's right. That's, I'm going with the Browns to cover in this one. I think Ooh, their defense eight? is going to... Huh? I think, eight points? De- I, I think Miles Garrett gets two touchdowns. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. Uh, that, that would boost my Miles Garrett Defensive Player of the Year pick, so I would love that. Uh, all right, but yeah, no, I'm taking Cleveland in that just because, like, I can't remember the, the Arizona quarterback's name, but it is not pretty for them. If Kyler is not out there, it is... 
it's just been rough for Arizona fans all year, and it's going to be even more rough now going forward. It so. was cool when they were like winning games and competing in games they shouldn't have, but the the offense yeah, that's is, over. That's it's, done. <laughs> it's definitely taken a plummet, and didn't is James Conner still hurt? Yeah, like yeah, like he say what you will about that guy. He's he's a phenomenal running Dude, back. Dude, he was without he him, was playing f- fantastic. He's um, been great in Arizona, but yeah, without uh, him, I don't see them having a chance. All right, I got this one. Chicago versus New Orleans. New Orleans, if their defense is anything like what we thought they were at the beginning of the year, they are just going to win this game 30-7, to 7, similar to the Chargers. Like, New Orleans and the Chargers, in my mind, are the same teams. They just, you can't trust them at all any week, but when they outmatch an opponent, they can humiliate them because their talent is so much better. And when you're going up against, like, a undrafted rookie who was a D who came from D2 and has a noodle arm you better come out and absolutely plant your flag and say you know what no 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 no. we we were not the team that you've seen recently the team that came out and put the Colts in their place and then that is going to come out and put the Bears in their place that's who we are Saints minus eight what do you think yeah and I kind of like 41 points, kind of like the under in it, too. I like that's the Saints. A, that's that's it, a good one. I should have said that when I was saying how good their defense is going to play. The, huh? the Bears looked horrible. I mean, I watched that game. You shouldn't I, I have. Think, I think I, I – you know what I was watching for is, like, I was like, DJ Moore is going to have a good game. This guy's this quarterback. He's, you know, he's going to take over. He's going to be better than Fields. No, this guy had one good game. It was a – he's a one-hit wonder is what I like to call him. Um, I call him Baguette too because it's close to his last name. It's a nice nickname. But um, no, I I like the under in that or or New Orleans. Like like you said, New Orleans defense shows up. The New Orleans defense we know they can be, and Kamara runs the heck out of the ball. You know they're they've got the tools on offense to win this game. They're they're still contending for that division. They need a win, and the best way. To beat a team is to take a huge lead and never give it up. I think that's what's going to happen against Chicago. Because Chicago's very similar to uh, what the Chargers did. Just get ahead and then just run until the clock says zero. Uh, All right, two left. Minnesota versus Atlanta. I was so excited to take Minnesota. I didn't care what the spread was. I didn't care if it was three, half, four and a half, five and a half minus Minnesota. I was going to take them in this spot. And now I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole because they're on their backup quarterback and they don't have Justin Jefferson. So Atlanta finally made a smart move, benching Desmond Ritter, who continues tries to just drop the ball literally and give it away. Uh, I'm so excited to see this offense with Taylor Heineke just chucking. He has some Fitz magic to him, some Jameis Winston to him. He's going to chuck it to his playmakers. That's Drake London. That's Kyle Pitts. I'm excited to see what these guys do when given the chance for more 50-50 balls. Uh, so. Even though I hate Arthur Smith, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take – I would take Atlanta minus four and a half here. Not actually betting it. No, just saying. it's not a, not I a real pick. I love some Heine kitty, kitty, kitty. But, but, yeah, if we're betting on every game this week, you know, Atlanta minus four and a half, it feels safe against Minnesota on their backup quarterback. Um, or Josh Dobbs yeah. on a week. Oh, no, no, I think up, they announced Dobbs will not start because he's a week. bring up a good point, though. Uh, uh, maybe it's uh, not 
Arthur Smith's fault, and it, it has been Ritter's fault this whole time. <laughs> Don't. Uh, he no. ha- he's the one purposely not giving the ball to the playmakers. All he's the one. He's, in there. <laughs> he's the one saying, I feed the hot hand at running back while Tyler Algier has 20 carries for 50 yards and Cordero Patterson is 10 for 60. Come on. I, <laughs> hey, I've, I've watched a lot of tape. I see him auto-bullying to those runs. <laughs> when, when I, I see him kicking Bijan out the huddle, saying, Tyler, come in. <laughs> Third and 15, he's like, screw it. Let's just hand it off. Hand it off to our third string running back. I see him running in the end zone and intentionally dropping the ball out of bounds. I, I, I also hacked into Ritter's ESPN fantasy accounts. He's got, he's got Aglier in all of them. It's just what do you think? It's just an odd coincidence. Oh, all I right. overthrew three goal line passes and then ran it up the middle with Tyler Algier for a touchdown. Whoops. Ooh. Oh, I had I had the other team's defense again. Pick six. <laughs> this this isn't Arthur Smith's fault. Maybe he is a genius. Maybe we are we have been wrong. This Maybe whole Arthur time. Smith plays fantasy and has the opponent's teams too. <laughs> Ever think about that? All right. Yeah. Let's go on. Last game, Indy versus Carolina. We just trashed Carolina for completely blowing it against Houston. And now they are home underdogs at only plus two and a half. I would take the Colts to cover this. Minus two and a half. I believe in Minshew. He's been putting up numbers. His defense has let him down. Well, guess what? Against Carolina, it doesn't matter if your defense lets you down because they can't score or do anything. So, Colts all yeah. the way. Uh, I, I kind of like, if I had to pick on this game, uh, I'd take the over 43 and a half. I, I just think Minshew loves throwing the ball. He, he'll get his points. and He um, loves to throw the ball. Someone's catching it, whether if it's his team or not. Carolina <laughs> can score. Indy's defense has been bad. I don't trust either of these teams to to cover any kind of spread, whether I have plus 10 for Indy or Carolina. I just don't (laughs) trust either team. This is just one of those games that scares me. That's why I didn't pick it. But I I feel like the, the most trustworthy pick is the over because for some reason it feels like Carolina, they're, they're, they have to keep up in this game if they want to stay relevant, and Indy's going to score points. So I think I think Carolina will find a way to score. There it is, our Week Nine takes. Anthony and I killed it. Talked about every game in under thirty-eight minutes because Connor and Ken weren't here, and we clearly are more efficient and more clear and decisive in what we say and do. Dedicated. So, uh, just a reminder, JJ Watt, Rookie Card Giveaway, like, subscribe, hop on the board. You can get more great analysis from us. Get notifications whenever we post all this great analysis on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Buy us a yacht. I don't care. Thank you guys for listening. A yacht would be nice. <laughs>